Although individual health is important, the Center for African American Health has expanded its services outreach to encompass the family as a family resource center. Also, to accomplish the new goal, the center has inaugurated a new building with the space for additional growth and for potential partners. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The new home for the Center for African American Health is 33rd and Hudson in northeast Denver. It's now located in the former Roots Elementary Charter School. Through their team of community wellness navigators, the center extends support for parent education to housing, food and clothing banks, and other support services. And the center continues its faith and health initiative, providing wellness and illness prevention to church members and their surrounding communities. Setting the direction of the Center for African American Health is their executive director, Ms. Deidre Johnson. These persistent health gaps that really lead to our excess death, they've got to stop. But we on our own, I, I can live as healthy as possible, but if I go to a health system that's not going to meet my needs, it's not going to matter if something happens. So health disparities among people of color are still high and the gap is still wide? Yep. Just about anything you think of, whether it's maternal health, diabetes, cardiovascular, blood pressure, prostate disease, a lot of the cancers, I do it this way, which is kind of unfortunate. The rule of thumb is we're at least we're dying at least three times as much. Wait a minute. I mean, this is 2020. We've got all the information out there. Uh, Yeah, we have a varying degree of people that can access support facilities, but that should be seeing some closure somewhere. We should, but that underscores the fact that it's not the individual's responsibility. Yeah. There are systemic things going on that we have to address. And the, the system doesn't want to address it yet. No, because we can still get down to the point, whether you're in Colorado, California, New York, you can actually graph or estimate a person's life expectancy by their zip code. And the fact that you may live in a zip code that's impoverished shouldn't mean you know you're going to die earlier. Because, but, but, we, but we can zero it down into that. But people move, though. What if you move from one of the one of those zip codes to another one that has a higher life expectancy? Does you, do you live longer then? Maybe. Um, on the o- one hand, least, you may, yeah. because part of what's going into that are the resources in that community. Yeah, yeah. There might be a lot more healthy food. There might be you might not be breathing um, pollution from a highway, and so it's not it's not as easy as that. But it is. As simple as that in many ways. Health disparities are still there. Um, has anybody approached you or approached the center about maybe a program for uh, uh, youth of color and vaping? You know, that's one of the things we're probably going to be looking into. We'll have to back up. We're actually p- approached on many things. So sometimes yeah, it's sure. bandwidth and who's um, in the mix. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple of advocacy co- partners who want to work on that and tobacco cessation, as well as some more maternal health things. Putting, putting, putting the vaping and tobacco together then. Yeah, the pol- policy folks are looking into that, yeah. the advocates are. And so we just try to make sure that we're very good partners with them in mm-hmm. that process. Well, some of the things that are coming to you, have you uh, seen something that, well, I'd love to do this, but I don't have the resources yet. But if I can get the resources, maybe we, this is something we really need to do. Oh, frequently. Yeah. And part of it is, so we can't be all things to all people. So sometimes it's what other partner can work on this. But, you know, if I had um, additional resources, we'd have additional staff and we could do more. What are you seeing in other communities around America that 
may be finding their way toward you or you're thinking, I need to do something like that here. Interestingly enough, I was in – people outside of Colorado were hearing about us, which is exciting. Yeah. And at the end of this month, I've been invited to a conference around African Americans and disability in Arizona. Okay. And I'm I'm excited to learn more about their work because I know fellow advocates here who are representing the disabled the disability community, but no one's ever kind of discussed that when you um, look at the intersection of that and being African American. Yeah. So I'm excited to go um, to Phoenix in two weeks, not only for the temperature change, but um, <laughs> just to hear about their work and see what might be helpful and what I can bring back to our state. Now, what are the other things that uh, from time to time there are opportunities that arise themselves that the center takes a lead on? And I think among people of color, you're taking one of the leads on the forthcoming census. So a um, couple of things. One, and I got some wonderful news today. Um, we had applied with an advocacy partner called the Colorado Consumer Health Initiative to, yeah. to Robert Wood Johnson because they had a national opportunity to apply for dollars to help lift community voice. And we have our community health panel called Mile, um, Be Heard Mile High. And so the proposal was to um, create a Be Heard Colorado. And we're really just surveying people so that we can let policymakers know, you know what? Here's really what we need. And we just got funded. Well, congratulations. Now, thank you. Yes. So our partnership is the only Colorado-funded project, and they only funded six in the nation. So this is, oh. this is pretty huge. Um, along the lines of the census, we were also fortunate, fortunate enough to get money from the state for outreach um, to the African-American community. And you know, there are a couple challenges there because we were lucky – to receive funding, we were the only organization to receive funding to focus on our community. But we've got a lot of great partners, and we have been leveraging resources like crazy. In December, we did a video, and we've also done some PSAs that folks have heard. Of course, it's not live yet, so you can't start filling the census out, but we're just trying to saturate the community with the understanding of, you know, regardless of what party you are, what you think is important, XYZ issue, at the end of the day, we all matter, and the fact that we have to be counted is undeniable. And it's safe, it's secure, it's got to happen because it equals resources. And so we're going to keep pursuing that message. We're going to work with partners. We're going to have some census parties. Yeah. That's what we're calling them. Census where... <laughs> parties where – because it's computer-based, right? Right. And so – And so we'll have iPads where um, – Folks can actually come, and we'll just make a celebration of it. So mm -hmm. um, we'll probably have some food, maybe some music or some things happening. And we have iPads where you can sign people up. And we're working with different partners to find out kind of how we should do that because right. it's a short time frame. But it's a wonderful opportunity. Are, are, are you looking at perhaps going to um, senior residence centers like Thomas Bean because a lot of – Seniors don't have computers, and the one or two computers they have in their little business center can be overwhelmed, and just them just trying to figure out their way through through it. And those are the people that could be typically left out. Yes, because that's, that's another one of the things. On the one hand, oh, wow, it's great. The census is all electronic. But people forget, especially when they say, oh, we want to reach the hard to reach. You're making a huge assumption about 
folks access to certain technology. So that's why we've um, we got about six iPads so we can be traveling. Okay. And the goal really is to make it easy because um, even if some seniors, even if they have the technology, it doesn't mean they're comfortable with it. Yeah. So how can we just be there and help and make sure they fill out those few questions? Are you going to be going door to door if people don't fill out stuff too to help them? Or is the census going to bring its own folks to take care of that? Um, so from our perspective, we won't be going door to door. Yeah, sure. But we've got, um, we're talking to one of our partners. One of our partners has already built up a really wonderful block captain system with the folks they work with in community around the Stapleton neighborhood. Yeah. So we really want to work with them because those block captains already have their finger on the pulse of everyone around their block. Who better to say, hey, you really need to do this than someone who's already used to going to everybody in their community kind of as the point person. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure we support those folks who can really be the ambassadors to do more work. Um, because even though we got funding, it wasn't a ton, yeah. but I'm working on trying to get us an additional, but at the end of the day, it's those relationships and just constantly reminding folks, it just takes a minute. It's short. Um, it's secure. It's pretty straightforward and it's so important. Now, because you have relationships with uh, most of the Denver, uh, most of the African-American church community here, you're going to be building on those to help, uh, drive census participation as well. Yes, any of our if, if they're on our partner list, yeah. they will be hearing from us. And <laughs> they're so, on the partner list. Yes, and if they, um, you know, for some it might be um, kind of having a census party. For others, it may be our team showing up with six iPads, and right after our service, folks can sign up. We're also um, like in our health fair and other things we do. We like to do a lot of giveaways. We just gave away Alicia Keys tickets. And so that kind of actually sometimes makes it fun. Hey, um, there might be a couple of giveaways today. Please make sure you sign up, complete your census. When you do, you'll be put in this drawing. Just we we just throw everything at it because yeah. it's important. Okay, all right. So this all gets underway when in April. I have to check with staff. I I think the link is not live until April, so yeah. we can talk about it. So we talked about it at the health fair, had some presentations, but we can't like pull it up so people can start filling it out yet. But we're ready. So it's. April or, or whenever the U.S. Census really says this is the date we're doing it right. across the country, everybody rolls. Right. Oh, okay. That's that's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Um, nutrition. Nutrition was one of those things once upon a time at the uh, the center you all talked about well, too. And I know we explored some of that with the food desert. Uh, right. But uh, there it were – still is very important. There were recipes for diabetics and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, too. That's still in the mix. Yes, and we're going to be able to take it one step further because um, one of the phases in our new building is we're going to put in a training kitchen. A training kitchen? Yeah, or a, call it a kind of a community kitchen or right. a teaching kitchen. So it'll be um, much more elaborate than what you'd find in your home, but not like a full throttle commercial kitchen. But something where it's one thing to talk about the foods, but we can just be there and having folks cook them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, we're excited about that, and we've got um, nutritionists. We've always had nutritionists, but it's kind of neat because there's um, a new generation of them coming up, and so we just want to make sure we um, connect with as many resources as possible. Another topic that's been coming to light, and yeah. I was in a meeting recently, is the whole issue around maternal health. 
Okay. Um, we recently were the only nonprofit in Colorado um, to get a small grant to have more certified lactation consultants in the African-American community. Oh, okay. Because when you think of nutrition for our littlest ones, that's um, very important. And how best to do more of that, because that is another gap when you think about disparities of people taking up certain practices for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, Youth. Youth. There's a lot still being written and and said about uh, youth being overweight, youth not getting enough exercise. So you have programs there that families can participate in or at least get the information to help their kids manage the the, the weight of their children. Well, it's interesting. So the, you know, when the, with the parenting program, that's addressed a little bit um, for the younger ones. The diabetes prevention is really a lifestyle program. We don't always call it that. Sometimes the name changes. But ultimately, it's going to address healthy eating and physical movement. Because we know that if you eat healthy and you get at least 150 minutes a week in, your risk for diabetes dramatically reduces. Yeah. So part of that is when you think about how better to connect with youth, because the adults, it's so many of us wait till we have the problem. Like, oh, what, what should I do? Yeah. So for it to be more preventative, I'm excited now that we've, and we've just moved on January 30th. So it's only been a few weeks. I'm excited for us to really reach out to our partners at the Boys and Girls Club and the Hiawatha Davis Rec Center to see what's possible. You know, they the Hiawatha Davis has always been a partner with regard to, you know, we would get passes there for folks that we can give away. But now that we're neighbors, what can we do where, you know, maybe a group we're working with just walks across the street and does something over there? So mm-hmm. that's the, um, the new opportunities we have to really expand and be partners with our Neighbors is really exciting as well. Really exciting as well. I guess the last question I have in this is people want to become involved. They want to contribute to the center website phone number. Our website is caahealth.org, and our phone number remains the same, 303-355-3423. Hey, thank you for joining us and uh, letting us know what's going on and how we can uh, support you there and i know the uh destination health will be coming up this summer so we can uh, tell everybody about that again too to make sure that they get out and participate yes i look forward to coming back miss deidre johnson the executive director of the center for african-american health has been our guest on this edition again to gain resources information or to support the center details are online at caahealth.org I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay on your game, and we deeply appreciate you sharing a few moments of your valuable weekend with us.